Welcome listeners to episode number 23 of the Andrew Food for Thought podcast. Today I am uh, joined by a special guest. I have my uh, cousin Marta is joining me from Colorado today and she's going to be featuring a uh, restaurant that's in her town of Mintern and this restaurant is called Rocky Mountain Taco. So Marta if you want to go ahead and and get things started and tell us why you decided to feature Rocky Mountain Taco today. Yeah absolutely. Uh, Thanks for having me on first off. So we like Rocky Mountain Taco because, A, it's so close to our house that it's very convenient if we just want to leave work and grab lunch. It only takes about 15 minutes. Um, You're in and out, that is. Um, We like the food. It's a very simple menu. You know, you kind of just pick your base and your filling, and it's that simple. So we like it, and it's always fast, it's consistent, and it's always delicious. Awesome. Yeah, so... um... You know, for a lot of the people listening to the podcast, maybe they haven't been to Colorado or the region that you're living in. So if you want to just give a little background of like what your um, your town and kind of the surrounding area is like. And also, I know that um, Rocky Mountain Taco has several locations. So, you know, if you want to kind of explain like what the differences between some of those locations, and uh, what towns they're in. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we live in Minturn. It's very small, you know, one road. There's a post office, and that's about it. Tiny little town. And uh, Rocky Mountain Taco has their base restaurant in this town. Um, They also, in Eagle Vale, they have a truck. And in Avon, they have a trailer. So those are kind of more for people that are being tourists and skiers and this and that. Whereas the Minturn location here has a lot more locals and regulars. And um, also, if you want to just kind of give an overview of the menu and the kind of food that you would expect there. So I know, you know, given that some of the other locations are more of, you know, food truck style and probably they prepare the food really quickly for people who are like heading to go skiing and they're just stopping there for a quick bite. So I imagine, you know, like you mentioned, the menu is pretty simple. Um, They probably uh, prepare the food pretty quickly. But, you know, in terms of like what's on the menu and what you like, um, you know, what do you usually order there? Uh, if, if somebody goes, what would you recommend that they would try? Yeah, so like I said, it's pretty simple. You just pick if you want a taco, a burrito, a quesadilla, or a torta. And then they have several fillings. Um, they have, you know, like your ones you're used to, like your carnitas, your carne asadas. But they also have a couple that are special to them. The one's called Hippie Crack that has potatoes and things in it. And then there's a white chick with white chicken. If you like that, it'd be a little healthier. They also have an alambre, which we love. And honestly, anything you get is probably going to be delicious. They also run specials every now and then. Like on Tuesdays, they have fish tacos. Um, so that just depends on what day you catch them on. But I'd honestly go with whatever sounds good to you, and I'm sure it will be. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I was taking a look at the photos and the menu, and you know, looks like looks like it'd be a really great spot to check out. I know that uh, you know, your town is pretty small, so I imagine there's not a ton of restaurants or you know, a too wide variety of uh, options that you would have there. But um, you know, just curious, like what else is in your town? Like, are there other uh, favorite restaurants that you found, or um, you know, what what are the options kind of like there so um pretty limited there's a, a pizza place called magusto's which is not the greatest there's also a barbecue spot that's really good um we go there sometimes and then there's a thai place that i really like as well but that's that's about the extent of it and then i know also uh you know you work 
in uh, the food business, like you've had jobs at different restaurants in the past, and you know, it's something that you enjoy doing. So uh, do you want to talk a bit about what you're currently doing and um, you know what your current role is? Yeah, so I'm, it's, it's kind of an odd scenario. I'm working as a personal cook for a glass blowing studio. So we have two units. The one has all the glass in it, and the other one is kind of a kitchen and storage area for shipping and packing. So I basically uh, personally cook for my boss, and then I'll make larger meals for employees if they want to just grab themselves something to eat quick. So that's kind of set up there. I've been doing it since May, and I really enjoy it because I like glass, so it's cool to be around it. And yeah, that's what we do. And so, you know, what what does a typical day look like for you? Like, are you preparing um, like three meals a day? Like, are you going to the grocery store every day to like get ingredients or you know what is your like typical schedule look like i usually go to the grocery store about once a week and also the butcher when i do that just to get all the meat for the week the schedules can be a little hectic because between the different people everyone kind of has a different flow um my day usually starts i'll get up there between 9 and 10 in the morning um my boss usually gets there between 10 and 11 so i'll make him breakfast you know tea whatever he wants and then he usually eats a pretty late lunch around 2, 3. And then um, what I do is I usually send him home with food that he can just warm up or cook quickly. So he usually takes his dinner to go. And what's the uh, you know background story behind like how you got connected with this opportunity? And you know what uh, it was kind of a big change for you. Like you had lived in Pennsylvania previously and and this is, uh, you know, on the other side of the country. So, you know, what was it about this opportunity that kind of interested you and, you know, made you feel like this was something you wanted to do? Yeah. So part of it was we've lived in Pennsylvania for like over 15 years. So I've pretty much always just been out there. So getting across the country was alluring to me. Um, I came across a job very oddly. It was I uh, bought a cup from his company on Instagram and I bought a couple more. And then he threw up an ad that he was looking for a personal cook. And um, I was working oil and gas work in Pennsylvania, but it was really starting to slow down. So the timing actually worked out pretty great. And I just dropped everything and flew across the country. It's been great. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's awesome. I mean, I can relate you know kind of made a similar transition where I had spent my whole life in Indiana and then moved to California a few years back and um, so yeah it's it's definitely a, a big change you know trying to meet new people and get used to a new place but it's also uh, you know a re- really exciting one so it's you know good to hear that you've enjoyed the move so far and now you're about half a year in so you know you still have a lot of time to explore and, and get to know the area better, I'm sure. So, uh, you know, I know before starting this job, obviously you had previous experience um, working in the food industry. So, you know, what were some of the other jobs that you've had? And yeah, what, what was, uh, you know, were there any things that, any particular jobs that stood out um, that you've had in the past? Yeah, I started out working fast food back when I was in college and I worked in several restaurants over the next couple of years. I then got a prepping cooking job in um, Pennsylvania, close to where we were living. And I was doing prep work and a little bit of line work there, which was all right, but it wasn't the greatest for me. I also, after that, did in-home health care for elderly and disabled people. And I would cook for each one of my clients. So that was another cooking job I had. And then I came out here. Yeah. So you've definitely had like a variety of different roles and 
you know, had a chance to kind of figure out what you like best. And I know, you know, earlier you're kind of mentioning that you much prefer what you're doing now where you get to, you know, focus on preparing meals really well for one person or a small group of people rather than, you know, just working in a big kitchen operation where you're cranking out meals um, throughout the day, large quantities. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's great that you've been able to find, you know, a role that you feel like fits, fits what you're looking for. Do you think that staying in the food industry is something that you want to do? Like, uh, you know, what, what do you think is next if you look for another job after this one? I don't know that I would. Um, just because I really enjoy this and this style of cooking. I kind of like being in control of my food and, you know, making kind of longer meals and things like that, like more the home cook style than the restaurant cook style. So I think that's what suits me and I'm really enjoying what I'm doing. So I have no plans to search for another job because I'm pretty well employed. (laughs) So I guess switching uh, topics a bit here, I know another interest that you have is like different using different things in the kitchen, um, kind of experimenting and finding new tools and gadgets that you can use in the kitchen, which I think makes sense. Um, given your experience working in the industry, um, you're probably just exposed to, you know, new kitchen gadgets that a lot of us that just cook at home probably don't use. So, uh, yeah, if you want to just, you know, kind of, uh, give some, some background on, what you know what some of your favorite tools and gadgets are that you like to use in the kitchen yeah so um a big thing with me cooking is i have limited space both in my kitchen at home and where i work so i really try to look for things that i can limit my tools but they'll do multiple things i like to cut down on my prep time any way i can or reduce cooking time or save space or organizing things i really like so it's all about just kind of utilizing my space but I also love gadgets because it's it's not just throwing a pan on a stove or in an oven. It's, you know, learning how to use something new and perfecting different recipes in that. Because, I mean, I love, like, different types of cooking for different types of food, obviously. Like, you know, I'm not going to fry everything. I'm not going to, you know, sear everything. I'm not going to, you know, if I have to make a sauce, I need a blender, things like that. I don't bake too much, but I love my kitchen stand like mixer my dicer and my mandolin saved me tons of time i recently just got an instapot for christmas so i've basically been using that every day and it's been really fun we've made some good things i made a a full racket ribs in it i did short ribs i did a whole chicken and i also like it too because you can kind of cook your whole meal in one pot like literally like you can put your chicken in layer it on top of your veggies on a tray and like get your basket of vegetables in at the end and just steam that and like it's kind of like a one thing does all great kitchen gadget so that's been my favorite lately so if uh you know you were to recommend some gadgets uh like like for me personally when i cook i usually keep things pretty simple like i try to make things that are quick i do like instant rice I'll just like throw food in the oven and, you know, just let it bake and, um, you know, try to do things that don't require a ton of time or a ton of uh, prep work. So, you know, if you're recommending something to someone like me who who's not like, um, you know, very skilled in the kitchen, like what, what are some good uh, gadgets, you know, other than the Instapot maybe that you would think, you know, somebody should should look into? So one simple one that I have and I use every day for tea is a kettle. It's so much easier just using a kettle, pushing a button, and not worrying about, you know, the stove and everything like that. You could just walk away, 
go get ready for the day and, you know, it'll beep when it's done. Those are super inexpensive and don't take up much room. They're great to have. Like I said, I really like the InSpot lately because you can do so much stuff in it. And like you said, it keeps simple. You can literally do dump meals where you throw everything in, close it and go. You can make yogurt. It can do sort of sous vide, which is cool. I haven't messed around with that yet. Um, you can make cakes in it. You can slow cook. It's basically replaced my crock pot. Those are two big ones I would definitely recommend for people. That for, you know, $100 is a pretty inexpensive tool. And it's good for small apartments and things if you know, you're living in a dorm or something like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, the Instapot is something I haven't used yet. Um, I actually... My, my brother had one that he wasn't using anymore, so uh, he gave it to me, and I haven't had a chance to try it out yet. But now you've uh, got me thinking, and I, I need to uh, start uh, looking up some recipes and figuring out what I can make. And I think that'll also save me some time when, when I'm cooking as well. And then, so it sounds like you, um, you know, do some cooking at home. I mean, obviously, it's it's something that you do for your job, but, but you enjoy cooking, and, and I'm sure you do it at home for fun as well, so... Um, you know, what are some things that you enjoy making that are just like, you know, go-to recipes for you that you probably regularly have the ingredients on hand and it's like something that you enjoy but it's easy to make? Like, what, what would you say are some of the go-to recipes that you have? We eat a lot of chicken. I do like barbecue and hot chicken, you know, whether it's wings or a whole chicken or this or that. So we have that a lot. I like pork as well, but we eat beef. We kind of eat a little of everything um another one of my go-tos is i really like enchiladas and they they freeze well so i can just pop them out when i get home from work and throw them in the oven that's one we eat a lot of potatoes so you know mashed potatoes roasted potatoes things like that keep it pretty simple with the veggies i usually just steam some or something but yeah those are a couple of my go-tos i always like um the dish called pakistani keema if you've heard of that i haven't what, what is that so I usually make it with rice, but it's a uh, tomato-based sauce, but it has, um, you know, potatoes, green beans, you know, beef broth, everything you use to like, slow cook things. But it's really good. Lots of spices. How often would you say that you try new recipes? Like, is, is that something else that you enjoy doing? Just experimenting, like looking up something new to cook or, or maybe like getting recommendations uh, from friends and trying new things. Is, is that something that you enjoy or do you kind of prefer just to stick to what you know most of the time? I would say I like to try new things while I'm at work. I usually just watch cooking videos all day and get ideas and, you know, kind of throw something together and add recipes together and play around. So I do like that. I don't branch out too often because Drew is kind of a picky eater. So usually if I'm making something like that, it's just for myself. I've been trying Korean dishes lately. That was one thing that was very out of my realm, you know, between spices and cooking styles and everything. So that's been a new one for me. Drew's mom got me an Asian cookbook. They used to live in Korea. So she's... uh, she spoiled me with it and got me into it. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Um, yeah, Korean food is great. Definitely uh, something that, that I, you know, just started getting into a few years back and have really enjoyed. And so uh, I know you mentioned that you like to watch, you know, cooking videos and stuff. Do you have a go-to, like, YouTube channel or, or Instagram or, you know, Facebook page that you follow that you find a lot of your uh, videos on? I really like Sam the Cooking Guy. 
he's uh he has a lot of expensive equipment and stuff you know but his recipes are just very technical but easy to do as well so i really would recommend his videos um i like laura in the kitchen as well i watch her a good bit these are both on youtube and i watch others but those two are definitely my favorite if i just want to look at one recipe and like i want to make it and know it's going to be good they're always they're always good but she does more like italian foods and he does more like american foods i would say okay great yeah i'll, I'll definitely uh check those out and then uh so yeah just another question kind of about your area and and you know kind of a comparison to pennsylvania where, where you were living before so like now that you've been here for a few months would you say that there's anything that you miss from from where you lived before like was there a, a particular restaurant that you used to like to go to or like maybe something at the grocery store that you can't find where you're at now like are there any big differences that you've noticed between the two places so a big one is like everything is so much more expensive out here so like some things that i would get out in pennsylvania i don't really get unless i'm like splurging here i really did like living in pittsburgh because we're big steelers fans so we missed that a little bit but you know we can always watch them but yeah, they're definitely active people out here, which I love, and you know, big on sports again. So we we are finding ways to adapt and learn like new things. Yeah. So speaking of Pittsburgh, like, does does Pittsburgh have a specialty? Like, is it known for anything um, like a certain kind of food? Because I know in Philadelphia they talk about the cheesesteaks. So does Pittsburgh have something that they kind of claim as their uh, specialty? Yeah, Permanti's sandwich company is very big down there um but they have several restaurants around that area and that's just a huge one down there i'd say a food kind of other places don't have too many of but there was full restaurants of was pierogies those are the two i would say that really stand out in my mind and would you say that there's anything comparable to like a Permantis, um like in the area that you're living now or, or is that something that like looking back is like um pretty unique I haven't found anything really like it out here. One of the things they did that, like, kind of got them big is they put, like, fries on everything. Like, you know, every sandwich, every salad. Like, if you get a Pittsburgh-style salad, it's going to have fries on it, which that was odd for me the first time I ordered a salad. Um, so I haven't found anything like them out here. They always have fresh bread, great meats. They just stack the sandwich super high. I, um... Only was in Pittsburgh one time briefly, and I remember we uh, met up for dinner that time. Like I had, I flew into Pittsburgh, and then uh, I was traveling for work, so I, I was going uh, maybe like an hour from there over in West Virginia, and then we met up at uh, like some Italian restaurant. I think it was like in between uh, Pittsburgh and Wheeling, West Virginia. So that that was uh, fun to do that, but yeah, I didn't have a chance to explore too much around Pittsburgh, so I definitely. Uh, Need to go back and try Permanti sometime and see see what the sandwiches are like there. Yeah, I'd recommend it for sure. They um they're great and it's like I don't know, kind of very blue collar feel. So everyone's just real down to earth and friendly and drinking their beers and it's cool vibe. I've heard from some people that at least I think it's in Denver or maybe in other parts of Colorado that one thing they're kind of known for is like these uh, green chili burritos. Is that something that you feel like is uh, is popular in your area? Yeah, it is. It's, I'd say it's a little more popular in Arizona, probably. But yeah, it's it's you'll find it on most menus that would have something appropriate for it. So, yeah. Um, is there anything else uh, you wanted to share about like 
um, you know, the area that you're living in about Rocky Mountain Taco or, or, you know, anything else that we've kind of uh, covered up, like as we're starting to wrap up the podcast? Um, no, I will say one thing I am excited for is um, I'm from Ethiopia, so I have that acquired taste and I love Ethiopian food. And there's actually a lot of those restaurants around Denver and stuff, too, if people are into that. Um, I haven't tried any yet, but I'm excited to. I've heard good things. Um, other than that, no, I'm good. We covered everything. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100% on that. I mean, that's something. So I was living in San Francisco for a few years, and then I just moved across the, the bay over to Oakland. And in Oakland and, like, in Berkeley, the, the city next door, um, there's just a ton of Ethiopian restaurants. And so I've been able to um, check some of those out. And I I don't know. When I was in San Francisco, I didn't feel like I, I tried Ethiopian food much because um, there just wasn't many options. But over here in Oakland and, and Berkeley area, there's, like, so many to try from. So, um, yeah, it's it's been uh, – good to check some of those out and you really like if you you know back in the days where we could actually go to the restaurants you would go um with a group of friends and then it's just kind of like a shared family style meal where everybody just uh reaches into the middle of the table and grabs the injera and kind of um you know all shares from that same plate so it's really kind of a cool experience um to do so yeah something that i've enjoyed as well yeah it's very communal i think one of the reasons it's growing in popularity is because so many people are more into vegetarian and vegan food and want to try new things and like a lot of flavor so i don't know if that's why but i think that's one of the reasons and they're great to have around yeah that, that's a good point uh, there's there's some good vegetarian options and um and, it, and it's also very easy to like share the meal between people who eat meat and don't eat meat as well because you can all choose, you know, what, what section of the kind of shared plate you're picking from. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, awesome. Um, yeah, well, I, uh, yeah. Thanks so much, Marta, for, for doing the podcast today. Um, I haven't had a chance to get over to Colorado since you've moved there, but it would be fun, uh, to see the area that you're living in and go, check out Rocky Mountain Taco and I, I'm not a big skier, but um, you know, I can always uh, admire the people who are there skiing the slopes, but um, yeah, thanks uh, so much for coming on the podcast and sharing about your, uh, your cooking experiences. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I love listening to your show. So I love being incorporated in it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It was, it was great uh, doing the episode um, and thank you listeners for tuning in. And we'll see you next time.